Welcome to the Shed the Shame podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Whitens, online women's mental and emotional wellness coach, educator, and mental health advocate. My mission is to create and embrace a new norm of processing emotions and healing trauma. This will allow us to collectively shed the shame, guilt, and stigmas around mental health, emotional well-being, and self-care. It's long overdue for society to empower women to shamelessly focus on their own health and wellness so they can self-heal and, in turn, model that healing in their relationships and especially for their children. This podcast is a place for inspiration, education, and tools on how to confidently break the societal patterns that keep us stuck, unhappy, and unfulfilled in life. It's time to start creating the healthy and happy life you've always dreamed of. Together, we can do this one episode at a time. So without further ado, let's dive right in and shed the shame. Hey, everybody. I just wanted to drop this quick announcement for you to let you know that the Confidently Clear and Connected community is open. This membership is going to help you get unstuck, feel fulfilled, happy, and secure. I created this group to take stuck, lost, and frustrated women by the hand and walk them back home to their most confident and resilient selves. If you're ready to feel empowered, if you don't want to hold back from taking action, if you want to deeply understand yourself and areas where you could use improvement, if you'd like to feel aligned with yourself and your life and start unapologetically communicating your needs, then the Confidently Clear and Connected community is for you. The CCCC is a monthly membership for women that provides a safe, welcoming group that will walk alongside you on your journey back to yourself with guidance, support, and motivation to start doing what it takes to live your best life. I'll teach you how to get unstuck and get clear on where you're going in life and also to heal from the things that have been holding you back. If this interests you, then please visit my website, www.jenwhitenswellness.com and you can check out all the information that's there. If you'd like clarification on anything or have any questions, please feel free to email me at jen at jenwhitenswellness.com or hit me up in the DMs on any social media channel. Hope to see you inside. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Shed the Shame. Our subject today is a hot topic. It keeps coming up in my client calls and in my group containers. And so I'm feeling very, very called to speak on this. And it kind of piggybacks off of last week's episode. And, you know, it it's a discussion on, you know, this overwhelm and burnout that most of us women are really feeling right now and how heavy this is. And specifically what I want to discuss today is like the number one thing keeping women stuck and overwhelmed. And that is that lack of boundaries. And what comes before that though, even is, you know, for women, it's our, our inexperience and thus inability to communicate our needs. And, you know, why this is happening is because of our programming and what we feel we're expected to do every single day of our lives, right? You know, we just feel like we need to take care of everything. And so we get so out of touch with our own needs that we don't even know 
what we need anymore because we're in tune to everybody else's needs except for our own, right? We don't even have time to think about it. When we don't have time to think about it, we completely lose touch with ourselves and our identities and, and what we need and want. And by the time that we realize we need a change, we're completely burnt out and exasperated. And so the first thing to do when you're in this place is to finally ask for help. But most women don't know how to even do that since we're the helpers and the fixers, right? We're always the ones helping and fixing everyone and everything else except for ourselves. And so I will tell you that almost every single woman I talk to on client calls, discovery calls, I do breakthrough sessions with group clients and almost every single one of them verbalizes their struggle to ask for help. And that struggle specifically, especially from their partner and what always happens on these calls is they break down on a call with me explaining and describing how overwhelmed and burnt out they are. And the first thing I ask is, does your partner know exactly how you feel? Have you told them this? Have you expressed to them this deep struggle and these deep emotions around all of this that you're carrying? Have you done that with them like you've done with me? And most of the time, the answer is no. Like, you know, a lot of times as women, we ask for help, but it's in a very passive aggressive manner because that's how we're taught. Or we just assume that they know. Well, they should know that the laundry needs to be folded. Well, they should know that this and, you know, all that stuff. But if we never communicate our needs, why would, you know, people aren't going to act on it? Because if we always just take care of it, then everything must be okay. Everything must be the F word. Fine. And that's what we say too, isn't it? We say it's fine. So if you're saying it's fine, then people are going to assume it's fine because that's what you're communicating. Okay. But I've come to the conclusion that there are a few reasons that women don't truly open up to their partners about exactly how they're feeling and being affected by this constant stress and overwhelm and burnout. And the first one is, I think it's probably a combination of the three of these, but the first one is women don't want to create a problem or be a burden to anyone else. How true is that, right? I don't want to cause any issues. <laughs> mm -hmm. The second one is they think or know their partner will dismiss how they feel or not take them seriously. So they just don't say anything. And the last one is they don't know how to communicate what's going on. And that last one, especially we're not taught how to communicate how we're feeling. We're not taught to value our emotions. We're taught to push them away and get shit done, which just creates more problems. So the first two, 
not wanting to be a burden or create more problems and, you know, thinking their partner will dismiss how they feel. Many times those are based on assumptions. Now they might be valid assumptions because of how, you know, a spouse has reacted in the past. So I won't discount that. Obviously there, you know, there's different situations happening and everyone has their own shit going on. Right. But I want you to consider that there might be a limiting belief around what you think someone might be thinking. Let me say that again. There might be a limiting belief around what you think someone might be thinking. So if you're worried that someone is going to think you're a burden or a problem, that's an assumption. Where does that assumption come from? It comes from something in your past. It comes from you helping everybody else and looking at it as problems to be solved or fixed. And you don't want to become one of those, you know, and also assuming, you know, how a partner will react. I'll tell you in most cases, when I teach my clients how to properly communicate exactly what they're feeling, the reaction in most cases, the reaction from their partner is nothing short of love and support. In some cases, you know, obviously there's, just some, some partner struggles, relationship struggles going on. So that's a different circumstance. But a lot of times our partners have no idea exactly how we're feeling. We just assume they know. I mean, for example, I, when I finally decided to try medication for my anxiety, my husband was kind of surprised. And the reason he was surprised, because one of the things he said to me, he's like, well, you know, you're not feeling that chest tightness all the time, are you? And I was like, oh uh, yeah, I am. I, I feel it almost every minute of every day. There are only, I, there are only a few times in a week where I don't notice it. I don't notice my chest being tight and uncomfortable. It's usually always there. And that's why I'm at this point of trying medication. And he was like, oh yeah, okay. He didn't, he didn't realize, and I'm walking around feeling it all the time, you know, thinking that I'm visibly uncomfortable and that he would know that it's due to that. Do you know what I'm saying? So, you know, and we have pretty good communication with each other. We're pretty much on the same page most of the time. And so you can be the closest and they can still, you know, with somebody and they can still not have a clue on what's really going on until you actually address it clearly. Okay. But the reason women don't do this, the reason, one of the reasons that we don't communicate and we assume what people are going to think or feel is, you know, this is all based on fear, We're afraid of causing problems. We're afraid of causing stress for others. But then on the other side, we're also, you know, there could be a fear of abandonment or rejection if we voice our needs and we're met with opposition or we're dismissed. 
as, you know, well, it's not important or just get over it or like, you're fine. We'll just, we just got to get through this busy season. We, you know, it's just busy right now. Once things calm down, it'll get better. How many times have you heard that? How many times have you said that to yourself? If you say that to yourself, you are gaslighting yourself. Does it ever calm down? Does it ever get better if you don't try and change something? Nothing changes if nothing changes. Remember that. But I mean, there are also some other factors to consider here. Like you could be using like doing it all. And, and I say doing it all in air quotes there. Just do it all. You could be using that, like being an overachiever, being a high achiever, being a perfectionist. I used to identify as a perfectionist. You could be using all that stuff as a coping mechanism. And why would you do that? So you feel important, but it's a false sense of importance. That may be like a stab to the heart for some of you. So I'll say it again. I'll twist the knife a little bit. You could use doing it all and perfectionism as a coping mechanism to feel a false sense of importance or fulfillment. Yeah, that was true for me. I was doing all of this shit that I thought everybody wanted me to do to fulfill these expectations, to make them proud. But all of that shit wasn't in alignment with who I truly was. I didn't even know who I was. I had, you know, through my trauma and through my history, I had completely lost touch of being in alignment with myself and trusting myself and my inner knowing. And so when I checked all these boxes that were approved by others, I thought I was going to get that sense of accomplishment. And when it, it it came for a little bit, but when it didn't hold out, I was like, well, what the hell? What, what? And thus my journey began. And so many women I, I talk to keep doing, doing, doing as a means of chasing worthiness. But the thing is worthiness comes from within. It comes from that alignment I just spoke about. It doesn't come through that recognition from others. And you rarely get that anyway. I mean, it feels good to be recognized, right? I'm not taking that away from anyone. But if someone's proud of you for something and you're not proud of yourself, that's not doing anything for you, right? And have you ever noticed that when you do that and you get that, you know, you're looking for that recognition, like you don't really get it in the way that you're hoping. So like a lot of times when you chase accomplishing the next great thing you anticipate and you hope to get, you know, praise from others, but what ends up happening is it doesn't come the way you were hoping. And then you're left feeling betrayed and disappointed and you feel like you're not enough. And when you don't feel appreciated or like others are proud of you, it tears at your soul. And you wonder, who the hell am I? What am I doing? Like, what? Why isn't this working? I was told this was going to work. 
it's not working. I feel like shit. I feel empty. I feel stuck. And this is exactly why it's so important to do that inner work. Because what that does is it allows you to recognize and learn how your past has affected how you behave and act in the world and what your coping mechanisms are that hold you back from true alignment and happiness. When you start to learn these patterns about yourself, you can then connect to your inner knowing and intuition, which will lead you to your purpose. It will lead you to your joy and it will lead you to your fulfillment. Shit, that's a lot, right? And all of that can come down to learning how to communicate your needs to those who are closest to you so they can offer you support just like how you support everybody else. And really, you know, you can give others the opportunity to help you. That's a very brave, courageous, and vulnerable thing to do. It and it only builds closer relationships with those that you love. So you can get that support and then you can learn how you've been self-sabotaging yourself through life and how and why you stay stuck and overwhelmed. This gives you the power and confidence to start doing the things that diminish the stress in your life. It gives you the power to stand up for yourself. It gives you the power to say no to others when you need to say yes to yourself. And to do all of this without fear of judgment, that's the goal, right? That's why getting support is so crucial. And to get support, you need those communication and boundary setting skills. And I offer those. I'll talk about those in in just a minute. I can help you with that. Just reach out to me and I'll let you know. But I want to get back to uh, the case of, you know, an unsupportive partner. Like sometimes this is the case, right? If you have an unsupportive partner, you're not getting what you need from them. Then getting outside support is even more important for you. If the one person who is supposed to be there no matter what isn't able to be there for you for whatever reason, it might be a good time to evaluate what's going on there. If it's outside that person's control because you know they have other things that they're working through and dealing with, like, you know, being understanding about that is cool, but then you need to find someone because you need support too, because it only adds to the stress and overwhelm when you have a partner who can't support you. There's a difference between having a partner who can't support you and a partner who won't support, support you. Ask yourself, If you're in that situation, which one is it? Are they unable to, or are they unwilling to? And that's where, you know, your starting point is. And who, you know, start evaluating where you can go to get help and to get support elsewhere. And if you can't come up with anybody, shoot me a message. But the best tip I can offer up as far as how to communicate your overwhelm and burnout to your partner is to be completely vulnerable 
about what you're experiencing on an emotional level with them and how it's affecting your daily life. But the key is you have to do this without pointing fingers or blaming, you know, you never hope with this. You never do that. You're always this, like you can't go there. You only like use I statements and communicate your emotions, how you're feeling, what it's true, how it's truly affecting you. And if they truly are your partner and understand how you feel and you're effective at communicating that, they'd offer their support, right? In most circumstances, yes. So when you are clear about just how miserable you are, that's when you ask for help. You state your need for help and how important it is for you to have support. It's hard to say no to that, right? But here's the thing. You have to remember that support comes in many forms. Okay. It might come in the form of just brainstorming with them on ideas on how you can free up your time and energy. It might be discussing about seeing a doctor or a therapist, see if that's right for you or feasible or whatever. It might be a discussion on if accessing other outside help, like a coach or a mentor is right for you or connecting to things that make you feel good and getting help, creating time for that. But I'm assuming that the biggest one is the time and energy, like freeing up your time and energy, getting help with that. And just getting any support on that front is crucial and setting boundaries around your time and energy is key. But what you really need to focus on is upholding the boundaries you create. If you put up boundaries but then you don't hold them, it's not going to work. You can create all the boundaries you want, but if you aren't firm in them, you aren't going to get what you need. It's all going to go to shit and you'll be right back at square one. So if this is speaking to you and you don't quite know how to navigate all this boundary setting and communication stuff, or if you want guidance on this, I actually have a burnout to boundaries masterclass that you can access. And I also have a full boundaries program starting if you really want to change your life and get feeling in control of your time and energy. So that's going to cover all the facets of boundary setting, including your relationship with setting boundaries, your past struggles with it. So you can see exactly where your gaps are, and then you'll know exactly what you need to do to patch those holes. So you can set confident, clear boundaries without guilt. So if you think that would be great and beneficial for you, it would be, I'm just telling you, because once you learn how to set those boundaries, it's life changing. <laughs> if you want information on that, just hit me up for the info. You can message me on Instagram. My handle is Jen Whitens. Find me on Facebook. You can private message me on Facebook or email me at Jen at jenwhitenswellness.com and I will get you the info you need. And if you ever need any support on anything else, I'm just a DM away. You can message me anytime. I'd love to connect. 
I also do uh, discovery calls and breakthrough sessions with people. If you think you would like to explore having a chat with me, I'd be happy to do that with you. Just let me know. Just message me and I typically get back right away. So thanks for listening. Thanks for showing up for this episode. And, you know, you can start thinking about this stuff and thinking about how you can communicate your needs and that you are worthy of having your needs met and feeling better. And I hope you learned something and you can start applying what you've learned today. And if you want more, check out the boundaries program that I'm launching. It'll definitely get you feeling where you want to feel and get back in control, which is what you want. All right. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Shed the Shame. If you liked what you heard today, I'd love if you subscribe to my podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please share it with anyone that you think it would resonate with. If you feel so inspired to, please leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode on Facebook or Instagram. I greatly, greatly appreciate your love and support. Yeah.